what do you do when someone gives you feedback that you disagree with? I must admit that for most of my career, I did not think that disagreeing with feedback was an option. The people giving me feedback were usually senior to me. So I assumed they knew more, so they must be right. Thankfully, I realized that's not always the case. Sometimes they don't have the context, like why I did what I did. Sometimes they're making assumptions that are plain wrong. And let us be honest, biases have also played a role. And even then, once I realized that sometimes feedback is wrong, I was hesitant to contradict them because I did not want to come across as defensive. So I wouldn't really say anything, but it always left me a bit uncomfortable because someone was walking away with an incorrect impression of me. And eventually, there will be a written record of it in my performance review. So how do you disagree with feedback without coming across as defensive? I have not come across a better example of this than the one our today's guest, Luaska Noonan, shared. When her manager gave her feedback that she knew to be unfair, she pushed back, but in a way that made him reconsider the feedback. I am confident that after this conversation, her manager did his due diligence before bringing her any more feedback. Accepting feedback with grace is an important skill, but so is filtering it out with confidence. So keep listening to learn how to do just that. Hi there. You are listening to Unseen Battles, a podcast that brings you behind-the-scenes stories from women leaders. This is your reminder that as you work through your career struggles, you are not alone. I'm your host, Parul Goyal. Every two weeks, I'll bring you raw, honest conversations with a successful leader about a challenge they faced and how it changed them. So, let's get to it. Luaska Noonan is the founder and CEO of Equity Principal Consulting, a diversity, equity, inclusion consulting firm. She is also the Deputy General Counsel and DEI Task Force Chair for an IT company in Durham, North Carolina. Born and raised in the melting pot of New York City, Brooklyn to be exact, she obtained a bachelor's degree in psychology with a minor in Spanish from New York University. She then attended law school at the University of North Carolina School of Law. Even though she has spent half her life in the South, she still considers herself a New Yorker. Her passion is to help leaders dismantle the status quo to create equitable and inclusive corporate cultures. Luaska, thank you so much for being on my podcast. You and I are going to talk about a time when your manager gave you some unfair feedback and you stood up to him. So can you tell us what happened? Sure, Peru. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You know, as professionals, we've all experienced performance evaluation and likely have received negative feedback from one time or another. In this particular instance, I was asked to um, come into my off my manager's office and um, receive my performance evaluation. And I was comfortable knowing that as I went into the office that I mm -hmm. had done my very best in the year leading up to this particular meeting. And um, 
I conducted a, my own personal review of my my work for the year, and then there are opportunities for my manager to then weigh in. So as I sat down, I discussed the accomplishments that I've made against the goals that we had set in the prior year, and um, we progressed down the, the list of items and tasks that I was expected to perform, mm -hmm. many of which that I did, a few that I may not have completed in a timely fashion, but for various reasons. And... Um, at the conclusion of the meeting, I shared with him what I believe was a reasonable and appropriate goal, a rating that I gave myself for my performance. And um, he then shared the feedback, right? Okay. And so in that part of the conversation where he began to share his feedback, he also reminded me that he solicited information from my, my clients, my internal clients. Mm -hmm. As um, a, an in-house attorney, I work with clients within the corporation, um, different organizations, different department heads. And in my efforts to support their advancement um, as, as a company, they then have had opportunities to weigh in on my performance. So my manager solicited information from my internal clients on my performance over the year. Mm -hmm. And so in that conversation he and I are, are having, my manager shares with me, um, the reviews that um, my clients have shared with him. And many of them are glowing, right? Because yes. I, I believe in customer service. I, I do my best to respond to my clients quickly, to provide good quality work, and to assist them in advancing their ultimate goal to, to the, for the advancement of the organization. And as he continued to talk, um, I noticed that he began to pivot a little bit. And I, I've been working with this particular individual, my manager, for quite some time. And I know that he has a tendency of doing the sandwich method I see. where he'll okay. give good, a good feedback or good commentary. Mm -hmm. Then he'll sandwich in something that is negative or unfavorable, and then he'll try to close with something positive. And so I, I could see him begin to pivot in, in the conversation. And, and he then indicated to me that he did receive a feedback from one of my clients mm -hmm. who told him that I tend to I seem to always have a chip on my shoulder. Ooh, and okay. That was a little surprising to me. And so um, I noticed his word choice, which was um, one of my clients, which means it was only one of the many clients mm -hmm. that I have that gave this feedback. I then wondered, well, what exactly does that mean, right? What does it mean to have a chip on your shoulder as an in-house attorney providing support to your client team? So I asked my manager, so what does that mean? What, what, what did he mean when he said he had, um, I, that I have a chip on my shoulder? And if you notice, I said, what did he mean when he said that? I say that he, because all of my clients are men. Mm. So I know that it, it is a male that gave this feedback. So he then says, well, I believe he meant that um, you tend to um, be a little bit difficult to work with sometimes. Ooh, oh my gosh, that's, that's brutal. Processing in my head, right? Because I'm sitting there and I'm getting this feedback. And I, I asked my manager, like I had to pause for a moment and I said, really? And he said, yes, that is a feedback that I received. And I said, so, and I, all I could get out of my mouth in that in, in that immediate instance was so, right? Because I have to process because I don't want to say what I really want to say in this situation because it would not be appropriate. But I also needed to realize what was happening here because I have a 
in this moment, I have a good idea as to who this client is. Okay. So you had guessed that, that who this person is. exactly who this person is. Um, And so I, I challenged my manager a little bit and I asked for clarification. And I said, so is this feedback from one of my clients or did you get that this feedback from a number of my clients? Is this a consistent feedback that we need to address or is this an isolated feed commentary? And he said it was just one. Okay. And so mind you, I'm asking these questions as much for him as for me, right? So we can place the appropriate value on this feedback that should be placed on it. So as I continue to ask him questions, I I I want him to understand that I know what's happening here. So I then ask him, what do you think about that? Mm. Right? Because I have worked with this manager for a number of years. I am curious to know if he thinks that I have a chip on my shoulder, if he thinks that I am difficult to work with. Because if if he thinks I, I have these issues, then there is a problem. Yeah. But if my manager does not think I have these problems and none of my other clients think that I have this problem, then this is not a problem that I need to address. This is a problem that this individual person, reporter, that that reported this information or provided this information to my manager. This is a informa- problem that he has. And so my manager says, no, I, I don't I don't think that I, you have that problem. I, I would not consider that appropriate feedback to give to you. So as he said that, I'm thinking to myself, then why did you tell me this? Why, like, did, why are you bringing it up to me? So yeah. What's the value in me knowing this? Like, what is there for me to learn in this? Right? Because there's always something in every situation we experience, there's always something for us to learn, right? And sometimes we go through experiences, not necessarily for us to learn it, but for someone else to learn it. So we are a, a conduit of, of education and information for someone else. So I asked my manager, so um, if you don't think that this is um, an issue that I have, a problem that I need to address, where do you think this comes from? Like, why, why would he say this about me? And my manager paused because now he's beginning to feel uncomfortable, right? I am making him feel uncomfortable because he's brought something to me as an issue that I am challenging as an accurate assessment of of my character and my work performance. And I'm pretty sure this is not how he had imagined this conversation would go. Absolutely not, right? Most most managers accept, expect you to accept what they say as if it is true and factual and move on. And, and that's not where I am in my career. And so yeah. I, I'd say to him, why do you think he would say that? Mm. And my manager kind of sits back in his seat a little bit and he ponders it a little and he says, you know, my wife experiences this kind of stuff. She talks to me about this kind of stuff all the time. And, and I said, well, what do you mean? And and he says, my wife tells me sometimes women get this type of feedback for various reasons. It's, it's a double standard that, that women have to go to, through um, in the workplace, in certain wow. environments. And I say, oh, because now I want him to sit with it, right? Because I want him to really process it because this is my life, right? right? This, is, this is the experience of many women in, in, in the workplace every day. So I know this to be true. I'm glad he's now realizing that that is what this is. So um, he then says, you know, it's, it is unfortunate. And so I say, it is, isn't it? And I said, so it sounds like you would agree that uh-huh. no other member on, on your team would have received such feedback. Now, for context, as I tell my manager this, 
at this point in time, I am the only female, the only person of color on his team, right? So um, when I ask him the question, so I, 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 I guess you would agree that no other member mm-hmm. of your team would have experienced feedback like this, having done mm-hmm. everything that I do in the manner which I conduct myself in my profession and in my role at this company. And he said, you're right, you're right. That that's not likely feedback that I would have gotten from other for another member on our team. And I said, okay, as long as you know that to be true. Mm-hmm. I, and then I ended I ended that part of the conversation because I had nothing more to say. I made my point, right? Uh-huh. The, the the feedback that I received was biased in that the individual that provided the feedback does not like when women. Mm-hmm. much less a woman of color in any way challenges his authority. And in my role as an attorney representing a company, I advocate for the company. Yeah. Now, mind yeah. you, as a client of mine, because he is my client, I try to work with him to to enable him to be successful in, in his initiatives. But if I see him doing something that is not wise or something that is going to bring risk to the company, I'm going to call him out on it. And he does not like that. He feels that I am challenging him and I am not supposed to do that. And so because of that, he took this opportunity where my manager was soliciting input uh, from him on my conduct and performance over the year to share with my manager the fact that he thought that I am difficult to work with sometimes and that I have a chip on my shoulder. So Luazka, let me ask you this. even though your manager, it sounds like your manager disagreed with the feedback once he thought about it. Uh, but it, it's also very clear he hadn't really thought about it. He basically was a conduit. He took the feedback and he brought it to you. How did you feel about that? I was disappointed, but then I realized, as I remind myself often, I, as an attorney in corporate spaces in corporate America, I work oftentimes in what I can consider white spaces. Mm. And white spaces are spaces that are predominantly run by white men, right? And so my manager, a white male, took took the feedback from a white male about a woman of color on his team. And in no way did he question or challenge that. And so it bothered me and was very disturbing to me, but I know the world that I live in and I know that the company that I work for, you know, and as sad as, as sad as that is, that is my reality and I accept it. Right. But how I operate in that space is I push back on it. I challenge it. Right. I accept that it is what it is, but I'm not going to allow it to impact who I am. And I want it to be made clear to them those in leadership and, and, and positions of authority, I want them to know that I know better, right? I want them to know that I recognize their bias. I recognize what they're doing and I'm going to push back on them so that they then begin to recognize it. Because like you said, my manager at no point in time gave it a second thought. Thought, yeah, yeah. Right? He, he didn't even think about it. And because I'd like to believe that if he gave it a second thought, he A, would have either challenged his colleague or B, said anything to me. Why? Because he would have appreciated the fact that this is probably something like what my wife went through when she's been in professional spaces where she's being um, dealing with a double standard of being a professional and, and showing some level of authority 
and having a man in her same workspace challenging or questioning her or thinking that she's acting a way that's inappropriate for a woman mm-hmm. in the company. Yeah. So, Luaska, when I put myself in your situation, right, and let's say I receive this negative feedback and pretty strong to say that, oh, you know, you you are difficult to work with mm-hmm. is not easy feedback to receive. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine for me and for many people, the first reaction would be to take it personally, to become defensive. And I really commend you that, you know, you kind of, you said so, you took your time, but then you were able to turn it around, right? You were not able, you you kind of moved away from making it an emotional decision and you would actually be able to put it back on your manager. What went through your head? Like, did you feel defensive at all? How did you make that switch in your head? Oh, I absolutely felt defensive. I, I felt, you know, how a cat kind of all the hairs on the back of their head and they are ready to just, yes, that was me. I felt like I'm ready to pounce at him for the ludicrousness that's coming out of his mouth. Uh-huh. Um, but I recognize that that was irrational and inappropriate for work environment. And it's actually inappropriate in any environment if, if you know, I mean, if you want to conform your, conduct yourself in a particular manner, that that's not the way to do it. And so for me, I know that I have to take a breath. I have mm. to sit in silence a little bit. And because I was in a confined space with my manager at that time, and we only had a, a set amount of time on his calendar, I knew it's not, it wasn't a situation where I could go off and be in a quiet place. So I needed to calm myself within my within myself <laughs> and pull myself together to remember what's going on here mm. right and what is going on here is that there was a white male who decided that my performance as compared to every other colleague of his every other of my clients he said my my performance was not up to par that i was difficult to work with I, I knew that that was not true, right? And so me knowing that helped me push through the frustration and anger. I was I was disappointed, to be honest with you, that my manager, who had been working with me for a number of years, didn't take up for me, right? Didn't yeah. stand up for me yeah. in that situation. But as I, I tell myself over and over again, there's he looks like the man that, that gave him this feedback. He's, he's more inclined to agree with this man. This man is there at the same level. They're both in the C-suite. So they, Mm. they, you know, they, they like-minded. They, so I I didn't have a chance necessarily. And, and I I hate to think that that is the way it is. Um, And it's not that way in all spaces, but I know where I work. I know the, the spaces that I operate in and I know who are true allies right? Who are going to be an ally when behind closed doors, as well as in front of the audience, right? Yeah. Um, and who are not. And a true ally would have challenged this gentleman. A true ally would have not brought this to me. Or a, a true ally would have challenged the, the gentleman, the um, person that, that gave that feedback, and advised me, I want you to know that this is what happened, but this is how I handled it. Right. Nice. That, a, yeah. That's how a true ally should have handled it, would have handled it, I believe. Did this change your relationship with your manager at all? Not at all. Well, because I know because I, I, I know who this man is. Right. I am not um, misguided in thinking 
who this man is. I like to think though that um, I I take opportunities to educate him. I take opportunities to stretch him a little bit as as I am as I you know grow and stretch and evolve. I want to do the same for him. And yeah. and when it comes to interacting with people of color, unfortunately, it's not very often that he's interacting with people of color, right? And he's it's very infrequently that he's interacting with people of color within the same um spaces as he is, right? I mean, that's an attorney that's um, accomplished, that that is pretty proficient in what she does and knows what she does. And so he has a level of respect for me. And because of that, I'm able to push him a little further maybe than than others are. Yeah. So Luaska, it sounds like what really helped you in the moment is just clarity about, you know, of who you are and what you do, right? And in your mind, you knew that feedback to be categorically incorrect. How how did you how do you develop that level of clarity about yourself? That's a good question. Um, I I I do a lot of self reflection, mm-hmm. and um, in just thinking about this particular situation, I know oftentimes when people go through the performance evaluation process, there is that that segment in the beginning of the process where you have to evaluate yourself and then your manager uh, evaluates your performance. Many times, many times, people tend to grade themselves much higher than what they should because they believe that they've done all the things. I'm not that person. I'm, I'm, I'm an ultra realist, right? And so I, I have I have honestly graded myself lower on some instances and my manager has come back to me and said, no, Luaski, you really should grade yourself higher because you've done this, right? And so because I am self-aware, I have taken the time to do the work um, to just work on myself and to accept the things that I can change and be very confident in my accomplishments and my abilities to do certain things and recognize that there are some things that, that I, I'm not, I'm not, well, I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. skilled you don't to do it, yeah. well, right? Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Okay. And there are some things that I'm willing to learn how to do and other things, mm. yep, I don't want to learn how to do it. And I'm okay with having someone else do it. And so it is just having taken some time to really just get to know myself, to know mm. what I like, what I don't like, to know what I'm good at, what I'm not great at, and um, to work at the things that I know I need to work on and um, just pushing through to, to so, do my very best. So there are two things I hear. One is just extreme honesty with yourself mm-hmm. about what your strengths are, what they are not, and what where you're willing to invest. And the other thing is acceptance uh, is a big part of it. It's a big part of it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, one of my core values is authenticity and to be authentic with not only the outside world, but with yourself, right? And to be authentic with yourself, you have to know yourself and you have to be willing to be honest with yourself, right? Even about the things that you don't, really want to talk about it, don't want to admit, if you don't admit it to yourself, then then how would you expect to admit those things to someone else? How do you expect to be your authentic self in your relationships, right? And so I, I believe that there is important, it is so very important to be honest with yourself about the experiences that you're having. Yeah. And that that's hard to do, right? I mean, even accepting to yourself that you're not good at something or you might have messed up. So I have these these situations where I go into a presentation and I don't do as well as I had thought. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the next two, three days are just so hard for me. And that the process that, that, that's going through in my head is acceptance that yes, I mm-hmm. messed up. Uh, 
So, I mean, I really admire the the amount of work you have put in and just kind of just getting to know yourself and feeling comfortable in your skin. But I have to tell you, I have those experiences as well. So, uh-huh. it, it, you know, it, it's the grade of the event or the significance of the event, right? That makes me beat myself up about something more than others. But I, I talk myself through it. Um, I, I have had situations with... Um, picking my daughter up later than, than, than the Girl Scouts coach wanted me to pick her up. I didn't know. And I felt terrible and was beating myself up about it and yeah. literally had to talk myself. Like I coached myself through it. Yes, you messed up. That is unfortunate. No one was hurt. Yeah. You have apologized. Now you need to accept and forgive. Literally having to coach myself through that. I, I remember yesterday I went for a walk in the yesterday I had one of these conversations that didn't go very well. And like I know on uh, I went for a walk in the evening and I remember just telling myself, I spoke up. Like that's that's a good thing. That's better mm-hmm. than I would have done in the past. Mm-hmm. So what if I disagreed with the, the, the senior most person in the room? But mm-hmm. at least I spoke up and I need to recognize myself for that. Absolutely. So that internal coaching, yeah, it really does help. Absolutely. And there's growth in that. There's growth growth in self-advocacy. I mean, it is important. If you don't advocate for yourself, who will who will advocate for you? You you just you're you're unsure. You won't know who's going to advocate for you. So you absolutely have to advocate for yourself. And it's important to raise your hand if you're if you're in an environment like you were yesterday and you disagree with something a senior person said. There's nothing wrong with that. You will you have you are a whole person entitled to all of the thoughts that go through your mind. And if in those thoughts your thoughts just differ with someone else's, that is okay. That is totally okay. And that's what I was telling myself that in some cases, like this is my job. Mm-hmm. This is my job is to bring my perspective mm-hmm. to the table. Mm-hmm. So Zuaska, I know that you were not alone in this experience. Many women especially women of color have gone through this experience. And, and you know, this is a well-known fact that, that words like aggressive are used mm. more often for women. What advice would you have for somebody else who finds themselves in a similar situation as you did? So um, we talked a little bit about this um, a short while ago, but I do think that there's value in doing the work to know yourself, right? To know yourself, to know your value. We all have value. And that value is not determined by someone outside of yeah. us, right? We value ourselves and we should not empower others to place value on us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in this situation, my manager attempted to place a negative value on me that I rejected. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's what we need to do. Know our value. Know the contribution that we bring to the company, both qualitative and quantitative. I knew that in this situation mm-hmm. and I could bring that to my manager in this conversation regarding my performance. And so in situations like this, I would suggest that others do the same thing. Know the value that you bring to the company, both qualitative and quantitative, and be able to discuss those. So do your homework. Do your homework. Absolutely. Again, I don't mean to be a, a naysayer mm-hmm. or a um, you know a gloom and doom kind of person, but biases in every decision that everyone makes in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so in performance evaluations, there is an element of bias that is involved. And um, I, I, I just accept it, right? I accept that the bias is involved in the process. And, and because of that, I don't take on the negative feedback from someone else, right? I, I don't take it personally. Again, that sort of goes back to knowing your value, but, but 
in accepting the bias, I reject the negative feedback unless it's constructive, right? I am open to a constructive feedback. I'm open to growth. I want to grow. I want to evolve. But if it's, if it's feedback that's based in bias and prejudice, I'm not here for it and I'm going to reject it. So you don't accept any feedback uh, without filtering it. Like you really think about it. Do I agree with it? And then you work on it. If not, you're like, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and you can do that if you have done the pre-work, right? If you have done the work on yourself to know your own personal value and you know the contribution you bring to the company, both qualitative and quantitative, then you can use that as your filter for this feedback that you receive. Because then you can say, but how does that match up? How does that negative feedback match up to all of this other stuff that I've done? Am I missing something? Is there something that um, I should be factoring into this conversation or this equation that I am not? Is there anything valuable in this feedback that I need to um, take take away from this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So I do, I definitely go through that analysis, right? But in mm-hmm. the scenario that we were describing that I experienced, that was not one of those scenarios where I felt that there was anything for me to take away and grow from, right? Because he's the only person that had this feedback and it wasn't based on anything factual at all. He could not tie it to anything factual or any particular event. It was just, I feel that she kind of does this, like, that that's of no value. Uh, the the last thing that I would recommend um, when we talked a little bit about this as well is um, advocating for yourself, right? Yeah. Um, this, this was an example where I, I challenged my manager, right? And I realized that that is not something that many women in um, positions of um, where subordinate positions they, that they're able to challenge their manager. But I challenge you to rethink that, to reframe that, right? Because I do think that there is a way in which you can challenge your manager by having the conversation, right? Again, if you go back to the first tip that I gave is to be mindful of your value and the contributions that you bring, that's that's demonstrated in the qualitative and quantitative data. Mm -hmm. You can discuss that. You can have a conversation with your manager when you get feedback to ask the question, well, so help me understand, I'm getting this feedback, but this is all the other things that I've done. And here's the data to demonstrate that. Can you share me? Can you show me, excuse me, how, how, where does this feedback fit into this picture? What am I missing? And, and challenge them, challenge your manager in that way, right? Yeah. I was able to challenge my manager more so on a qualitative perspective because he didn't have any quantitative data. It was just, oh, I think she, she happens to have a chip on her shoulder. And so because my manager knew me and and knows my work ethic, he also had to take a minute and pause and think about it as well. Yeah. Uh, What I was saying, Luaska, what I really like, I think, and and I think what feeds number three is that you don't accept the world to be fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully we are moving towards a fairer world, but for now, like, yeah bias exists and I am going to do my best to make sure that I minimize impact on myself. Is that, is that true? Absolutely. And that's, that has become so crystal clear um, as I've, as I've been a parent, right? I mean, for any person on the phone that's been a parent or even anyone that has, has um, had any sort of um, mentorship or guardianship over any child or young person, you know, that when they come to you and they tell you, but that's not fair. Your first response is in your head, even if you don't say it out loud, life is not fair because it's not. 
right? And that's unfortunate, but that is fact. And so living in a world that is not fair, we need to accept the fact that um, we will be impacted by certain negative feedback consequences. And we have to figure out how we're going to operate in this space despite that. So, Luaska, thank you so much for sharing your really powerful and inspiring story with us. If our audience want to learn more about you or connect with you, how can they find you? Well, I am on LinkedIn. Um, as you guys already know, my name is Luaska Nonan. You can search me on LinkedIn. I also have a um, consulting firm, Equity Consulting. So you may find me uh, at my website, equityprincipal.com. I also have a Twitter page, uh, well, not a Twitter page, Twitter, <laughs> at equityprincipal.com. Um, our, our Twitter page is Equity Principal, as our company page on LinkedIn is Equity Principal as well. The, I will make sure I include all of these in the episode notes. Aluaska, thank you again for your time and for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. This was so much fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, Help me spread the word by sharing the episode with a friend you think would like it.